This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello and welcome back to episode 44 of the Dissonomous Podcast. A massive shout out to all the love and the feedback I received from my previous one, episode 43, with Dams, Nigo and Errol with regards to gang culture. It was a two hour chat, but I felt that it went really quickly. Quite a lot of the people who listened said it went really quickly about the causes of gang culture, um, how they, the, what's it called, the end result, what we see in society some of the measures that have been employed by the communities and the police and authorities and why they suck, what the impact of social media, masculinity, um, low income, low opportunity, lack of hope and potential solutions. So please um, listen to that because I'm quite tired of the disingenuous debates that we have around these topics. A lot of people coming from ignorance and just a lack of understanding and care. So I believe that's a discussion that's more important than probably anything I've ever spoken about on my podcast or I'm likely to speak about. But yeah, enough about that. This week is going to more like a kind of a basic economic theory level. I'm going to talk about price elasticity of different types of goods, yeah? Okay, you're going to hear the word elasticity and think, what are you on about? Price elasticity? That sounds a bit mad. When really it's not. Price elasticity is essentially... How sensitive prices. This can be in relation to how sensitive prices to changes in demand, or how sensitive price is to changes in supply. So I remember on my previous, like one of my earlier podcasts, and I wrote about this before. Demand is our desire to purchase a good or service, and supply is from the producers how much of a good or service that that's being produced. Cool. So price elasticity is how sensitive price is to a change in demand or a change in supply. Elasticity is calculated by the percentage change in the quantity, either demand or supply. If you're looking at the price elasticity of demand, it'll be demand. If you look at the price elasticity of supply, it'll be supply. So let's take demand for this instance. The, percent, the price elasticity of demand is calculated by the percentage change in the, in the quantity demanded divided by the percentage change in price. So if this number is close to zero, that means this good or service is price inelastic. I'm gonna discuss I'm gonna discuss what that means in a bit. And if it's close to one, that means it's price elastic. If a small change in price alters the amount that we demand of that good or service, that means a product is very elastic. Let me give you some examples. One time, I'll never get this time. Just finished playing basketball at a park with my boys. Shout out, Pond. Shout out, Eddie. Just finished playing ball. 
So where so so we I took myself to my boy Ed, I'll pull up in a petrol station, I wanna get a drink. Yeah, so he pulled up in the petrol station, fill up his tank. I've gone inside, I said, Okay, cool, I'll pay him, I'll get a drink, I wanna get a Luke. No, I think I think he might have already paid. And I thought, oh let me hop out and get a drink quickly. So I must have hop out now. I'm coming into the thing. At this time I had a serious Lucas in addiction. This is before they switched the uh, formula around and God punished them because I had a Lucas addiction from probably two thousand and eight up until like last year. So maybe that was good for me. Anyway, so I'm going to hop out now. I'm going to get my, my daily fix. And I'm seeing 380 milliliters of Lucasade for £1.60. I walked in and I walked out. <laughs> However, if I saw £1, I probably would have bought two. So that's an example of like how 60p in the grand scheme of things for me it's not that much money. If I put, if I um, weighed up 60p into how much money I've earned in a month or something, it's very insignificant. However, on a good-to-good level, it's significant of because of what that good is. So 60p is like 60% of the price I was willing to pay. It's like a 60% increase, you see what I'm saying? So I'm sure quite a lot of, a lot of us can relate to this, where we might go Asda instead of Waitrose because the price of goods will be different. And if those price of goods went up, let's say, I don't know, the price of um, Snickers bar went to £5, you'll see the demand of Snickers plummet. And as the price of Snickers went down to f- five pence, you see the demand for Snickers hike. That is, that's what um, elasticity is. Inelasticity is when a change in price doesn't have that significant change in demand and these goods tend to be goods that are very necess- um, are a necessity to us an example of this I, I believe is petrol if the price of petrol goes up by five pence you're going to still need to buy petrol because without petrol you can't drive you can't drive to work you can't go pick up your kids from school you can't go out with your friends on the weekend or buses can't um pick people up on their normal routes or lorries can't do their deliveries Transport is very, very important to our economy and to our and to everyday people. So, a, a price increase or decrease in petrol will not have drastic impacts on demand. This is very good to know if you're a business person because if you know how much the level of demand for your good or service, whether let's say you're somebody who has your own hair business or you're somebody who... Uh, makes websites or you're somebody who designs clothing or you have your own app whatever it may be it'll be very it'll be very useful for you to know that okay cool if i push the price up here or if i drop it here how much that affects your demand because that way you can find that optimal price level where you can make the revenue that you that you require so that's a quick um, breakdown into what price elasticity is and difference between elasticity and inelasticity now I want to discuss different types of goods because we all have or all purchased or all used or been around different types of goods and services but we never really kind of categorise them into the actual categories. There's so many categories where goods can come into, goods and services can come into. There's inferior goods, um, public goods, luxury, normal, substitute, complementary so I'm going to go through a few of them to kind of give you a bit more information to what are different types of goods and services that we probably use on an everyday basis. A normal good, for example. 
most goods and services tend to be a normal good. An increase in income causes your increase uh, causes an increase in demand. So, let's say for example, you're fresh out of uni, you've got a job, you're on, let's say you're on 25k, yeah? There's certain types of goods that you're buying on a regular basis. Let's say maybe your Mac makeup or your night trainers or, I don't know, Netflix or Lucas or whatever it may be. Let's say a year later, you're, you get a promotion, you get a couple of promotions, you're now on 35k. So your salary's gone up 10k before tax. Maybe that's like six, seven, eight after tax, whatever, whatever the numbers is. With normal goods, because you have more money, you have more income, um, disposable income, that's what I'm looking for, you can now demand more of these goods. So now you can you could buy even more stuff on ASOS. You could go on ASOS more regularly. You can have a bigger food shop. In fact, you might even graduate from Audi to a young Sainsbury's, you get me? Or you might even, even shift up to young Waitrose if you're on the 40s, 50s or whatnot. Do you know what I'm saying? So... That's what happens with normal goods. The more money you make, the more you demand of them because you now have the money to do so. And on the flip side, you've got inferior goods. So the so inferior goods are when your income increases, your demand for that type of good decreases. Let me give you an example. There's certain shops we may have shopped at when, in terms of clothing, when we were younger, we didn't have that much dough. Or, and then now you have more money, you can shop. Like, I remember people used to go, oh, what was that shopping ends? I think it was like Madhouse and like Choice or, um, what's, oh, is it Blue Republic? Or all these Fugazi shops, yeah, where their clothes are somehow. And then now you've got more money, you're thinking, man's going Zara now, man's going Reese. <laughs> Or Selfridges, Harris, you know what I'm saying? So, even with food, maybe when like the money's low, you might, you know, yeah, man, I want to hold that. I want to hold that Tesco value biscuit, that Tesco value cheese, Tesco value bread, everything Tesco value. Hella blue, white, and red in your, in your house, looking at France. But when you have more, more, when you have more money, okay, I might as well get Cadbury's hot chocolate and Tropicana orange juice. And Hove is bread, Helen name brands, everything designer. That's the kind of difference. Like some people, like obviously, I think like I think women go Primark quite often for like different type of stuff. But I know most guys I know they won't go Primark unless it's socks. Like I'll go Primark grab some socks, but I probably won't buy my everyday clothing from Primark. But I know a couple of men that back in the days like uni, they'll they'll calmly go Primark. When that grad job came in, it was a selfridges thing. It was Zara. It was cost. It was but everything upgraded. <laughs> so that is a different um, type of example. You've also got luxury goods. An increase in income causes a bigger increase in the demand. So remember before I said with a normal good, an increase in income leads to an increase in demand. This time with a luxury good, the increase in your demand for it is even higher. And come on, I'm pretty sure most of us have been there. When our money goes up, you're thinking, hmm, I might be able to grab those lubes. Or that YSL bag. Or that LV bag. Or that Balenciaga. I can't even lie. This speaks to my heart because the moment my money went up, it was Balenciaga, Balenciaga, Gucci, Gucci, Louis, Louis. It's a bit bummy, but <laughs> it's a disease. But my Yoruba, my Yoruba brothers and sisters can relate to this. 
Also, some luxury goods enter a category called a gifting good. And this is a rare type of good when the increase in price causes an increase in demand as well. So even if you get the increase in your income, the increase in the price of the good alone causes an increase in demand. And for example, you look at like, I think they're called Birkin bags. Lady, sorry if I got this wrong. Like they're like, I think it's made by Hermes. I'm not too sure. I might get this wrong. I don't know. I only hear it in Rick Ross lyrics. So that's, that's where all my information is coming from. I can't lie to you. <laughs> yeah. From Rick Ross and um, Meek Mill lyrics. Anyway. So, with these bags, I hear that there's waiting lists. You, you can't even just go on a whim and go to the shop and buy one. You kind of have to have a connect to be, be able to get access to these type of goods. And that's because of the kind of allure and the status symbol you get with having these bags. So, that's another type of good that is quite similar to a luxury good. And there's other types of goods. There's complementary goods. And these are, type of, these are the goods that are used together. So, if you buy a macbook you might also want to buy microsoft office or a mouse or a wi-fi mouse to go with it if you buy a tennis racket you might want to buy tennis balls unless you're going to be doing phantom tennis which wouldn't make sense whereas there's also substitute goods which are goods that can be alternative so instead of buying ribena you could buy a supermalt or you could buy a lucas aid or you could buy a slow you could buy a pepsi you see what i'm saying so those are, the, those are the different types of goods that we can see. It's important, I think it's quite important or quite cool, maybe I'm, a bit, maybe I'm a nerd for this one, then whatever it is what it is. It's quite interesting to know why we have these type of different attitudes with different types of goods and services. Like with the luxury goods, like once we get a bit more money, there's certain goods that our demand for them increases. When you're on, when you, when you had, I don't know, when you're taking home 2K after tax, you were looking at nights, but now you're taking 7k off of tax, you're thinking, hmm, those Mason Margellas are looking kind of alright, you know? Like, it's very interesting how our brain works and how different kind of businesses market their goods and place their goods in different type of categories. I just find, I find it very intriguing that if Zara were to up their prices by £20, we'll be like, scheme? Well, Gucci damn well up their prices on a mad one. Oh, let me even talk about Gucci, yeah? I actually hate the fact that Gucci's an in thing, I think Gucci changed their designer or something, or whatever it's called. Sorry, I'm not a fashion person, I don't know. This is the person that's out here putting all these type of, of zero animals on everything. I, I own a couple of stuff with that, so I can't ever complain. And ever since then, Gucci's been kind of on a run. You've seen a lot more celebs like Don the Gucci, and all their prices have gone up. Like Gucci bought for, like, for 180, they're like two something now. The trainers were like two bills, and now four bills. Um, belts, I um, mean, hats are, went from like 160 to 190. All the prices are wild. And it's very interesting that no other brand, well, only a designer brand can get away with that. Because if Topshop started saying, okay, cool, our bralettes went from, I don't know how much bralettes cost, let's say they cost like 20 quid, to 70, girls would be like, skiing, we're going to a misguided or pretty little thing or boohoo and all them type or River Islands or All Saints, wherever, I don't know, all them type of places there. So yeah, I find it very interesting and I believe that this type of information can be quite useful for you. Maybe it will help you tailor your shopping habits, probably not. Or maybe it help you understand your shopping habits and feel less bad about it. But yeah, thank you for listening to the Dishonomous podcast again. Please, if you listen to this on SoundCloud, retweet so the people who follow you in your feed can see this and drop a young like. And also follow me so then you don't have to ever look for my podcast. If you're listening to this on Apple Music, Apple um, Podcast, please subscribe. 
so that my podcast come to you. And the handy thing about Apple Podcasts is that it will come straight into your phone, especially if you click, um, especially if you check the box for automatic downloads. And also Apple Podcasts, like for my last one, which was two hours, sometimes you might want to, you might not want to listen to something for two hours. You can listen to half an hour, close your app, come back. It will be from the same spot. In fact, it will go back a few seconds to float into the same spot. That's quite a cool part of the app. And also, if you search my name, just numbers on Apple Podcasts, you can scroll down a couple, like one, two swipes of your finger, and you can give me a review, preferably five stars. Say some nice stuff, but if you don't want to, it's cool. If you want to get one star, it's cool. God punish you. But yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Actually, no, a quick, quick announcement. My good, good friend, she's been on a few of my podcasts, Bola, Bola Soul. She is having her, her, her second, se- second season of her live talk show. So tickets are on sale. Just hit me up. It'll be the, the link will be in my bio. My bio? No, that's a lie. In my description. Or just hit me up. Her show will be on February the 10th. There's still some tickets left. Make sure you get onto it. I think the topics will range from... I think maybe um, family issues, knife crime, money management. So it's quite interesting to see like a, a young woman start her own talk, talk show from scratch. So make sure you check that out. Get tickets. I'll probably be there as well. If that's any incentive for anybody... Probably not, but it's what it is. Probably is. Let me not lie. Anyway, thank you for listening. God bless. Sports Social Podcast Network.